Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It is time for the beauties and me. Catherine Swift, WorkingCanadians.ca, doing double duty today on the on with us in the first hour as we talked about extending parental leave to 18 months. And then, Catherine, we got into a discussion a little bit later about uh, whether children are better, uh, do better with uh, two-income or, or one-income family reality. And it was, it was quite amazing. We had some terrific calls. And thank you for doing the double duty. Well, it, I, I'm, I'm just thankful you doubled my pay, Roy. Oh, of course. <laughs> There's no question. Sometimes zero is still zero. <laughs> no, I was going to say to Michelle and Linda, don't you guys be starting to ask for raises. <laughs> Always happy to do it with the one. <laughs> but I'm driving a nice car. <laughs> so am I, Roy. <laughs> so are you, Linda. And you have nicer car, a nicer car than me, and you have, oh, more, than, you have more than one. We're going to park our two cars side by side, and uh, yes, I think we have. We'll to see who wins. <laughs> yeah, it's just like uh, that's just like well, Michelle's in California. You know what the California Grand Prix is, right, Michelle? Yes. You do. Does it involve yes. golf cart? No, that's where two seniors go and fill up their cars. Then they drive back home, and they park in their driveways. Right, they leave the car in park, and they put their foot down on the gas. And the first one to run out of gas is the winner. <laughs> well, I heard a slightly different version. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. So, why don't we start with the budget? Why not? Okay. So, we, who do we start yeah. with? Should we start with the uh, member of parliament, the former MP? Oh, bad place to start. What can I say? Um, it, in many respects it was like a whole hum budget and uh we're still kicking cans down the road you know we're using money that was announced last year dressing it up to look like something new this year and a lot of the uh, cans that we're kicking down the road will be for 2019 uh, and we know that's an election year uh, there was really, to my way of thinking, nothing of major significance, or that was that was new. They they tried to make it sound so, but I didn't see it. Uh, Linda, what do you see? What did you get out of this uh, well, out of this budget? All these promises when he got elected, and now you're right. He's kicking them down the road, probably for the election year. Um, but it's this wait-and-see attitude and really kind of blaming Trump in a way. Well, we're just not sure what's going to happen thanks to the United States. And so we have to hold off on a number of the promises that they made. But it's the little stuff in this budget that sort of irritates me, Roy. Canada's savings bonds, come on, this is an institution in Canada. And I think I sent you an email uh, saying my friend yeah. once was the CEO. Paul Martin appointed her as head of the Canada Investment Savings Corporation. And I remember her back there being f- afraid that they would get rid of Canada savings bonds. 
That was back in the 1990s. And by the way, I matched her up with Frank Clayton. Jackie Orange married Frank Clayton, and it's a happy, happy marriage, I will say, from a personal (laughs) note. But Jackie must be stunned that they have given up on Canada Savings Bonds. And to me, you know, you start a new job, you go on a payroll deduction. It's a great way for our children to learn to save. But, of course, the interest rates are low, and they say the banks are too competitive. And what are the banks? They're under the watch because they've been aggressively selling Mm -hmm. Canadians, so they're on the hot seat right now. I just think it's a travesty. Also, obviously, more crackdowns on tax tax evaders, but it's not going to go with the Panama files. They're probably going to go after the hairdresser and the easy picking stuff one more time. But One more time, yeah. Catherine, yeah. Uh, we talked a bit about the extension of parental leave, but what else uh, caught your attention as well, far as this budget is concerned? I think the baffle gab uh, was something, and every budget from any political party contains baffle gabs. So let's just get that right off the table at the beginning. But this was supposedly the first gender budget. What? What what is what is that all about? Well, I still don't have a clue, but obviously there's there's uh, so much uh, wording and verbiage that goes on with this particular government about how feminist they are and everything, and yet it it, it didn't translate into anything real at all. Um, yep. There were some worrisome things in it for businesses. We already talked about an increase in um, uh, parental leave, but also increase in EI premiums, uh, sharp reduction in support for drilling activity in Alberta, which was kind of interesting. And for for an industry that has driven the Canadian economy, has provided transfer payments to so many other provinces coming out of Alberta, for many, many decades now, and granted, it ebbs and flows, as, as do oil prices. But I just thought, man, you know, this Trudeau's just like his old man. Yeah. It's the West. The, the gender prism, bad news. Catherine, the gender prism <laughs> that they would be using for this particular budget, I already know would relate to the 10,000 daycare spaces like there's no fathers out there that they propose. And then they've attributed the $11.2 billion for affordable housing like the only the single moms can access. So it's it's just gobbledygook. It is gobbledygook, and it's it's just, I mean, this government in general, and, and like I say, every government has an element of it, but they are all PR all the time. Do you know what I think? What, you know what I think? Marketing exercise, yeah. not a governing government. You know what I think when yeah. I when I when I look at what they do and what, the way they explain things, makes me feel like they are live. They live in abject terror every day of being hurled back into opposition by the by the electorate. So everything they're doing, everything the way the way they're phrasing things, the way they're delivering uh, their their platforms, everything is 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 aimed at. Please don't do that to us again. It's hype. Please it's don't do that to us again. Hype. Yeah. You know, I think you're onto something, right? Yeah, it just feels that way to me. It's just like absolute terror of being back in third place and being yeah. totally irrelevant to what goes on in Parliament, and they're doing everything and anything they possibly can to make sure that doesn't happen again. Well, they're doing nothing, so that, well, there you go. But also, there is that. There is certainly that liberal arrogance thing, which everybody said that's their kryptonite, is the old arrogance thing. 
Um, and we saw that in spades with one of the other topics, which was on our list today, which was that motion M103. Catherine Swift, Michelle Simpson, Linda Leatherdale, WorkingCanadians.ca, at Michelle uh, Simpson, and uh, LindaLeatherdale.com, independent business journalist. Okay, Catherine, you wanted to uh, speak to the issue of the M103. Go ahead, please. Oh, boy. Yeah, well... I watched some of the uh, proceedings in the House of Commons, which always is challenging because you, you know, have to keep the have to keep the barf uh, bag close. It seems, but um, the, the smugness, the smugness, the entitlement, just seemed to ooze out of uh, a number of the Liberals that were key, you know, key point people on this particular issue, and. I, I, I know I'm cynical because I've been maybe too long in this <laughs> in this public policy game, but that whole issue, in my view, was designed to be a wedge issue uh, to make conservatives look bad. And yet, what what seems to have happened ultimately, and there was a public opinion poll, as you probably saw late last week, that showed the majority of Canadians did not like this motion. Now, we spoke with uh, with your former uh, yeah, CFIB friend, Shachi Kerr, was on the show. My colleague yeah. at CFIB, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, it was an Angus Reid poll that showed that, I think it was 70%, it was quite a, you know, good goodly majority, uh, did not like this motion at all. And I guess it was such a phony debate. What got me was the, the, the supporters of it kept saying things like, oh, it's just a motion. It doesn't mean anything. Well, if it doesn't mean anything, then why are you bothering to, to make such a, you know, amazing case to, to have this, you know, push forward and so on and so forth? And, and of course, I, I guess in a way, the upside was it actually probably engaged a lot of Canadians that normally wouldn't have been paying attention to the House of Commons. So maybe that's a good thing, because I always think people should pay more attention, and then they'll realize what, what, you know, how disgracefully their tax dollars are being used. But it just, it just made me ill, I guess, that, that this – it was really kind of a phony issue, because we've already got tons of legislation that prevents discrimination on the base of religion and so on and so forth. And it was a political exercise, and I, I do hope it will blow up. In, in the liberal space or, or, or any party that would propose something like this because it was meant to be a wedge issue. It was meant to divide people. It succeeded in doing that. But how ugly, you know, how is that a good use of our time in, in our national legislature? I, well, I just don't get that. You know, uh, Linda, what I, what I said uh, earlier was how you have 201 MPs who voted for M103. You have 91 who voted against it. So you have a strong majority, and they're all going to go away for 240 days now, or the committee will, and they'll, they'll, they'll discuss how to put an end to Islamophobia. But they provided no definition of what Islamophobia oh. is. So how do you go? How do you go and debate something when you don't have a def- definition of what it is? Exactly. And I've been listening to your whole show today, and uh, oh my goodness, Roy. And also, you know what really riles me? It almost is coming back and throwing it in our face again. We're racist. And the other point is, it's not just, you know, there has been an increase, according to Benai Breath, um, of hatred towards Jews again. So, come on, guys, whatever. But I am just sick of the finger being pointed in our face. We, we are not for the environment. Earth Night, I'm not turning off my lights, let me tell you. My oh, come on. Candle for Turn off your lights. <laughs> come on. Come on. One of us has to. One of us. And... But it's just that it's always pointed in our face. And one of your callers I'm said pointing it. my finger at your face. Turn off your lights. Oh, God. <laughs> and one of your callers said it. 
we're afraid to speak up anymore because the finger's always pointed at us, yet we're footing the bill for this country. But that's the whole point of this type of debate, is to shut people up. We supposedly have free speech, and, and yet... The whole, the whole notion, I mean, Kathleen Wynne in Ontario, where we all reside, uh, is, you know, any, anything you say that, sh- that disagrees with any of her policies, suddenly you're a racist, a sexist, a homophobe, or, you know, whatever. You, 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 you got, which is, which is. Yeah, and she's, a, and she's a 12% of the polls. Well, that, so. yeah, that's another story. And maybe that should be a lesson for the federal liberals, too. Do you know what, guys yep. and gals? Do you know We're what? time, right? It should be a lesson to each and every one of them because the other Angus Reid poll, Michelle, showed that all premiers, each and every one of them, with the exception of Brad Wall, is below 50%. Yeah. A significant majority of them, if an election were held today, they would not have any reasonable chance, I think, of being reelected if you look at the polling numbers. And Ms. Wynne is so far down, you can't see her anymore. No. When did our government have- become something to pursue some kind of whack whack job agenda instead of serving the people that voted them. They don't know how to serve the people because they're not used to it. That seems to be where things are at, with some exceptions like Brad Wall. Now, I shouldn't say they they don't want to serve people because they're not used to it, because Michelle Simpson did serve her constituents and was punished for it. She was a rarity. So, Michelle, when, uh, when, when we talk about all these things, uh, and you know how it works inside the building. I mean, you all three do, but you've been inside the building as a, as a member of parliament. Uh, how much of it is manipulation and how much of it is honest? Oh, it's almost totally manipulation. And uh, What a surprise. It really and truly, uh, you know, I, I can't stress that enough. And isn't that a sad thing to have to state, eh? It is. Like uh, that motion that is, you know, M103, that is a government's way of, and it's, uh, Catherine was exactly right, wedge issues. The premiers do the same thing. And, and again, what I get down to is how does that benefit us average folks trying to get by, you know, feed our family, have a half decent life. What and benefits? We spend a ton of money on this government, on all governments, all governments. Yeah. We well, spend can, a yeah. lot of our money goes to them, and they misuse it in this kind of garbage way. Hey, yeah. Roy, can I say something? Yes, we have forty-five seconds. They're 45 yours. Forty-five seconds. I listened to your whole thing about staying at home with the kids, and I just want to yeah. put this out there to my mom who took care of nine children, and we all did well. And in my heart of hearts, I really believe that the kids need their parents. So it's tough because we all have to work. And I remember trying to afford a home and two incomes. The banks have made it this way. We have to to get a mortgage. It takes two. But what you said resonated in my heart, Roy, and thanks to my mom. So this is a tribute to my mom. (laughs) All right. And and, and is Leatherdale your mom's last name, right? I'm sorry? Is your mom's last name Leatherdale? No, McDonald. My Leatherdale's my maiden name. My mom is a McDonald, and believe it or not, I married a McDonald. Uh-oh. McDonald, McDonald, McDonald. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff. You deserve a break today, Linda. <laughs> M-A-C, capital D. <laughs> I got to go. Thanks, guys. Okay. Gal. Thank you, Beauties. Roy. We'll talk next Saturday.